What's going on, everybody? A-Rod Radio. Happy Saturday. Thanks for coming out. I mean, I'm blown away by the attendance here. Seriously, thank everyone from the bottom of my heart coming out here to River City Roll. It's awesome to throw on the first ever football festival. And so we're going to get the show started right now, but we mentioned the giveaways, so we're giving away a bunch of really cool prizes right now, all right? So we're going to do more raffles later, so if you didn't get a chance to enter your name, you can still do that at our 910 The Fan table. Let's go! So first we're going to give away two tickets to Virginia Tech. Let's hear it for the Hokies. Come on now. Is there a John Talley, John Talley in the building? Yes. And he's wearing the NC State shirt. You're going to see Virginia Tech against NC State. <laughs> Virginia Tech, NC State. Go see my buddy Purcell right there, our sales manager for 910 The Fan. Let's go. Let's, let's go. All right, so we want to make this basically just like my radio show, which is 910 The Fan from 12 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. It's going to be interactive. If you have a question and you're in the audience, you can line up right here, and we will try to answer some of your questions. But we're going to start the football season preview show by talking some high school football here in Richmond, Virginia. And we are proud to be the home for high school football on the radio right here at 910 The Fan, Odyssey, Richmond. And the man, the myth, the legend behind high school football is the czar, Gary Hess. Make some noise as we drive down Richmond Highway with the czar. How are the roads looking? Get out of the way, damn it! Time for a drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess, sports director and the voice of high school football in Richmond, Virginia. I understand there's traffic. You need to plan for that. Let's drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess on AWOD Radio. Gary, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. This is great. Welcome. It's great to see you all. Absolutely. Hold on. Wait a minute. Do that again. <laughs> Thank you. So, Gary, this is going to be season number 30. This is my 30th year doing high school football on 910 The Fan. I can hardly believe it. I just told Ken Oxendine a minute ago. Uh, he probably can't believe it's been that long either. <laughs> but my first football season, Ken Oxendine was playing for Thomas Dale. <laughs> wow. That must have been some awesome calls right there, touchdown after touchdown. <laughs> they did. Uh, they were pretty good. Yeah. They were pretty good. So, of course, you do the broadcast for high school football games. You also do a Facebook Live on your way to the games. And who's your partner? My partner uh, now for 15th year. It's hard to believe it's been 15 years. Uh, Coach Chris, Gary Criswell. Come on up, Gary. Let's, Let's make hear some noise for Gary for Criswell. Chris. Come Let's on. Go. Let's go. Let's go. Coach. By the way, it's dangerous to give him a microphone, just so you know. <laughs> Coach, how are you doing today? All of a sudden, I was flashed back to a Bette Midler film, but I'm not going to do that. By the way, you talk into the microphone? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm a trained... Yeah. Announcing professional. <laughs> so these two have been doing games on Night the Fan here. the last 15 years. And Frank Maloney. And we are proud to also here. have them partnered with CBS 6 for the 910 The Fan CBS 6 coaches poll. 
And that's Lane Casadante. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Lane Casadante, Gary? Lane Casadante has been at CBS 6 almost as long as I've been at 910. <laughs> we go way back. We've been working together on high school football a long time. So this is our 30th year for the game of the week on 910. We go home after our games. What do we do? We watch Final Score Friday on CBS 6, where next Friday night they'll launch year 29 at CBS 6, the sports director, and a great guy, Lane Casadante. Come on up. Yeah, Lane. While Lane's Y'all can do better than that. Let's hear it for Lano. <laughs> While Lane's coming up, I'm, I want to point out that I'm the original graduate of the Lane Casadante School of Sports Journalism. Now, now be honest. Do we look like those animatronic bears out of Tom Leonard's that play the music? <laughs> Something like that? Yeah. So, of course, we want to start previewing the high school season by looking back on last year with our three state champions, Highland Springs, Dinwiddie, and, and Trinity. So, uh, going forward this season, what can we expect, Gary? I think Highland Springs, Dinwiddie, and Trinity are all loaded for bear to do what to, to try to do what they did last year. Those I don't remember how many games Trinity played. Was it 12? Uh, 11. 11. So those th four te three teams last year combined to go 41 and 0 with three state championships. And I don't know if they're going to go 41 and 0, but I think they're the favorites to win again this year. I, I don't think, in at least in our 30 years, I don't think we've ever seen a Three teams win state titles all in the same year from the area? Maybe. Maybe if but you they count didn't, but two. They didn't, yeah. Some of the years, Blessed Sacrament won the Division right. One, and then, uh, like, Benedictine won, and then one of the public schools. But they didn't but all go undefeated. But not in that dominant fashion. They, they didn't all, we didn't have three go undefeated like that, no. All right, right. so i got a question for you guys. Do you always get questions about who's going to be good this year in high school football from random people that come out? I've got a new answer for you. Look to the village. Dinwiddie. If, if they've got a post office, they've got a winning football team. Dinwiddie, Holland Springs, Sanston slash Verona, Thomas Dale, Loy C. Bird, the only post office big enough to have two teams. What's Trinity's post office? Uh, scholarships. <laughs> Well, Gary, am I frank enough? Everybody asks me about this guy, Harry Dalton. Who's this Harry Dalton guy? Everybody wants to know about the superstar who was just a sophomore. Yeah, he's a junior now. Well, he's a junior. So now. they say, you know. <laughs> Last year, he accounted for 60, 60 touchdowns as a sophomore, and I believe it was 32 passing and 28 rushing, but. He is one of those, and you tell me if you agree, Lane, he's one of those guys you have to see to really appreciate. Well, he also, I had so many people ask me last year, where's Harry Dalton going next year? And I said, Dinwiddie, he's only no. a sophomore. <laughs> what about the year after that? <laughs> He'll be a Din Dinwiddie. He's only a sophomore. He is, like Gary said, he is one of those kids that, he reminds me of the Randolph-Bacon basketball team from a couple years ago when they won the national title. They didn't overpower anybody but all of a sudden you look up and you're down 20 and you say how did that happen and harry dalton can go to the house every time he touches the ball and we can't say that about too many players in this area i'll give you an idea this kid's got wiggle he's got a long 
virgin arm to stretch the team vertically, and his head coach has been teaching the spread offense continuously since he arrived at Dinwiddie in the late 90s. You get good. Things happen when coaches know how to apply talent. So that's Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie actually opens in a couple of hours. They play at 8 o'clock tonight against, um, in Canton, Ohio, against Glenville. So Dinwiddie was the class four undefeated state champion last year. Glenville was the undefeated state champion in Ohio in class four. So Dinwiddie's gonna get a really big report card right off the bat. All three of our state champions last year not only start on the road, they start out of state. All three of them, two are going to Ohio and Highland Springs starts at Miramar, Florida next Friday night which is their head coach, Lauren Johnson's alma mater. Uh, but all three of them start on the road out of state <laughs> for this season. <laughs> and I think that's, I think that's the uh, key to the 2023 season. This is historic from a standpoint of not only do we have the out-of-state visits, we have visits between powerhouses, the Maury's, the Oscar Smiths. It's, it's uh, Wood, everybody's uh, looking for competition. Freedom Woodbridge. Lane, and you know, I went to VCU and we've got some great representatives here from my college roommates and friends. They went to Thomas Dale and James River. Mm -hmm. How are those schools? Make some noise. Thomas Dale and James River, how are those schools gonna fare this Thomas season? Thomas Dale won 10 games last year. They have quarterback Ethan Minter back again this year. And uh, uh, Kevin Tucker, who was on the 09 state title team at Thomas Dale, one of several alumni that has come back to their high school and is coaching now and is very successful he's another guy he just it's like he reloads they never rebuild they just kind of reload because they've actually developed programs highland springs is like this varina is like this fans of a certain age will remember the varina teams that michael robinson was on and marcus lewis who coaches there now four straight regional titles back in the late 90s early 2000s they built a program that kids grew up wanting to be a part of. And that is where you find a lot of the talent. And it goes to college and even the NFL as well. You, find a, you build a program that kids want to play for when they're five and six. They won't look anyplace else. And they will learn, to Coach Chris's point, they will learn the offense that you've been teaching for years and they'll get good at it. That's how you build a program. You keep the kids home, you teach the same thing year after year, and you make them want to play for you when they're in grade school. And all the good programs that are good year after year have found a way to do that. Thomas Dale will be one of those teams that are in our CBS 6, 9, 10, the Fan Coaches Bowl, that will be probably in that top five range all year long. Uh, James River, maybe could crack into the top 10. That's a team that was really young last year, will be older this year. Uh, Jacob Hodges done a pretty good job bringing stability to that program uh, in his, I think, third year as the head coach there now. Well, I appreciate you guys joining me on stage. We talk high school football throughout the week on AWOD Radio. Lane Casadante joins me Tuesdays at 1.30. Lane, final score Friday. Give us a little preview. Uh, Sean Robertson and I will, again, like Gary said, our 29th season, oof. I got kids that come, oh yeah, you covered my dad. And if I have kids that 
come up to me and start saying you covered my grandfather, then I'm gonna. That's when I have to quit when I start getting that. But yeah, it's about 11:10 every Friday night. Um, Sean and I have gone around to every high school in our area. It's about 40, between 45 and 50 schools. You can find a preview for every program at WTVR.com. Just look for the Final Score Friday link. Um, and it's uh, we. It's the fastest 13 weeks of the entire year. It's one quarter of the calendar, and it goes by like a blur. Every single year, it's the fastest season that we have. CBS 6 is the only TV station left in town where you can get local sports. And Lane and Sean, yeah, make some noise right. for that. For we love local but sports. But let me tell you something. Lane and Sean still work at it like they have competition. That's why they're the undefeated, unopposed champs of TV sports coverage. So final score Friday, every Friday night, don't miss it. So I, I, I just wanted to tell everybody that's here, and thanks for uh, hearing about our high school story, because it is where we start. I'm gonna be hanging around for an hour, hour and a half, perhaps, on scholarship. So I'm gonna, I just want you guys that are here representing the in-state programs, if you need a story, I got one. And Gary Hess joins me every Wednesday at 2.15 for a drive down Richmond Highway with the czar, Gary Hess. You never know what we're going to talk about. No, either. we don't. A lot of times it's movies, TV shows. Why and sometimes we don't know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> Adam, you really you need to start asking Gary some stories about well, Coach Al Rinaldi when he used to do the game. Oh. And, and stories he can both tell and some cannot I, tell on Some the I air. can tell, some I can't tell, 100%. Those are the best stories. Before we go, I did want to mention, uh, they mentioned this is our 30th season of high school football on 910 The Fan. While the squirrel season finish up, we'll actually begin on WRVA. Our season opens uh, on Thursday, August 31st. Ken will be doing the Battle of Chester, Elsie Bird and Thomas Dale on 31st. And then on September 1st, we'll have Manchester and Holland Springs who will both be in the top five in our CBS 6, 9, 10, the Fan Coaches Bowl. So we'll open with a great doubleheader August 31st and September 1st, Birddale and Manchester Holland Springs. And you can follow us on Twitter. We have a Facebook page. We'd love to engage with you on social media. If you're from Richmond and you went to high school locally here, make some noise for the guys that call high school sports games. Guys, thanks so much. Thanks for coming out, everybody. Hey, thanks. All right, we're going to do our next giveaway here. Of course, you can still sign up to win. Great stuff, Lane Casadante. I didn't. <laughs> All right, we're giving away the tickets to win to see UVA. If you want to see the Who's right now, make some noise. All right, we're going to give away the tickets here to John Hans. John Hans, are you in the building? Come on up. Let's go. Congratulations. Let's I hope go. you're a UVA football fan. Awesome. First game. Come on down to see Purcell. He'll get you set up. All right, after high school here, we move over to talk some college football. We've got some awesome guests on my show. We talk college football every single day, and we call it University Drive, talking all things college football in the state of Virginia.
Let's go to University Drive. Scores, rivalries, rankings, all the college football in the state of Virginia. We'll follow the action all season long. College football, baby. University Drive on AWOD Radio. September 22nd, Purcell. All right, welcoming to the stage. He's already on the stage. It's Frank Maloney. You can hear Frank hosting Who's Talking on Mondays on 910 The Fan. Frank, thanks for stopping by. Good to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. So I know you were excited when we announced Football Festival. and Absolutely. We got a pretty good UVA crowd here. I know you're proud right about that. Right in the middle of the room. Go Who's. Absolutely. So we'll be talking ACC with Frank here, but I want to welcome to the stage another special guest that joins the show. You hear him as the voice of the Dukes, James Madison University. That's Dave Riggert. Make some noise for the play-by-play voice of JMU. I predict a Dukes victory. I predict And a representing VMI is a good buddy of mine. I've known him since I went to VCU. We actually did a podcast, an award-winning podcast together. It's Phil Marcello representing VMI. Yes. So we want to do this college football season preview by bringing on everybody from a different conference, a different university, and of course, Frank, with the ACC, the big talk right now is conference realignment. I mean, we have to get into that. Every summer. Every summer now. So where do you think UVA ends up in the next few years? Well, Virginia and all the other stalwarts that have been the ACC for years, they're not going anywhere. Uh, You know, the media rights deal locks them in. They can't get away. But I do think there's some softening, and I I do think some teams are gonna be added And if it doesn't happen this year, it's going to happen next. And it could be SMU, it could be Stanford, it could be a lot of people. Well, you know what I thought was interesting was David Teal, Richmond Times-Dispatch, wrote an article that with all the changes in conferences in NCAA football here, conference realignment, JMU and the Sun Belt set up for a lot of success. Well, it all kind of started when Texas and Oklahoma, they decided to go to the SEC. That's when the dominoes started to fall for JMU. And that's when there was a talk for about the past 10 years about them going from FCS to FBS. And then it was almost perfect timing that the Sun Belt was expanding, bringing Marshall on, ODU, uh, Southern Miss, and, and those teams. So it worked out perfectly. And I think they're in a really good spot. I don't think they're going to try and expand. Commissioner Gill at the Sun Belt Media Days last week talked about how They like the 14 teams that they have right now, and it's really solid. So I'm not sure that it's going to change much with them for right now. Absolutely. And one thing I've noticed from covering JMU the last few seasons is Sunbelt football is a ton of fun. It is a lot of good competition. Anybody can really beat anybody. Yeah, from top to bottom, it's really good. I mean, even look at Arkansas State, Louisiana, Monroe that aren't great, and and they gave teams really good games last year. So I think from top to bottom, it is good. Um, I think it's probably the best group of five league in the entire country. So I think JMU being able to be in that league has, has we've seen that in recruiting already with, with what they've done for the 24 class, some of the 23 kids they brought in this year. Um, it's helped a lot that now they've moved, made that step to FBS and are in the Sun Belt because it, it's a tremendous football league. Absolutely. And so VMI, Phil, you guys created a new standard of success right. over the last few seasons. But Coach Walk mm-hmm. comes out and in comes Coach Rocco, who we had on the show. Yeah, Coach Rocco, obviously very familiar with the Richmond crowd, was the head coach for the Spiders for a number of years. 
had a lot of success. We're very excited to have him up at VMI. We got a lot of returning starters, so he's got some pieces to work with. Um, but he's proven he can turn around programs quickly. He did it, I think, the first year at Richmond, he took an 0-8 CAA team to a share of the conference title. So he, he's proven it doesn't always take time. Obviously, we're in a tough conference. The Southern Conference is one that consistently has four to five teams, you know, in and out of the top 25 throughout the season. Furman's in the top five this year. I think Sanford's hanging around 10. Chattanooga and Mercer are kind of the middle in the 20s. So it's a really good conference, and, you know, it's, it's a tough battle for VMI. But I think Coach Rocco's going to do well. Well, there's going to be a lot of good college football here in the state of Virginia. Let's get it started with the ACC, Frank. And I know you don't usually like to talk about Virginia Tech, but I'm excited for the Brent Pry era here, season two, and this quarterback battle with Grant Wells and Kyron Drones. And I really think if Drones can win this opportunity here and become the starting quarterback in the first few weeks, that's going to give Virginia Tech the best opportunity to really get to their ceiling, reach their potential this season. I just don't know that I saw anything from Grant Wells last season that says, well, we should make him the starter and let him run for it the whole season. You know, that's all well and good, and there's going to be position battles at UVA and at VPI. But I'm going to tell you, until the two top state schools start recruiting better, college football will not be what it should be. And I'm one of these people, let's get more players like Ken Oxendine yeah. to stay in state and go into one of the big schools. And JMU. JMU should get some of these teams. Listen, we've got to start winning the recruiting battles. We've got to keep... North Carolina and Penn State out of Virginia. Let's win the local recruiting battles. Well, part of that is, of course, the transfer portal. And, you know, I noticed from college basketball, everyone likes to come home and, you know, come back to VCU, come back to Richmond. We've noticed that a lot this offseason. Well, with JMU, you guys have been the king of the transfer portal with how you found your quarterback last season, Todd Santeo, who's going to be the QB1 this season. <laughs> That's the million-dollar question right now. I probably know more than I need to, to let people know here. Yeah, we want the inside information. <laughs> yeah, give it up. Give it up. My credential might be revoked. I may not do games again. Um, but it's a pretty good battle right now. They, I don't, I'm not sure they really know. Um, Alonzo Barnett's a retro freshman that has really impressed. He impressed, impressed in the spring. And Coach Signetti even said in the spring that he probably had the leg up on Jordan McLeod, a transfer from Arizona that came in, and he's, he just knows the offense better. Um, he's a kid from North Carolina that's very intelligent. His dad was a coach and played in the NFL for a little bit too. So it's still a battle between those two. A guy that, that's also kind of in the mix is Brett Griffiths. His brother is going to be the starting quarterback at Wake Forest, and he was at Wake Forest a year ago, transferred to JMU. He's a redshirt freshman right now too that's pretty talented. So they've got a good quarterback room. It's just a matter of who's going to step up and kind of be the guy. How's JMU looking on the defensive side of the ball? They should be stacked on defense. They that's only lost two starters. They were one of the best defenses in the, in the entire country. They led the nation in their first year in FBS in run defense. Um, they gave up 80 yards per game. They've got their two top linebackers back, including Jalen Walker, a Richmond kid um, that played at Verona High School. He's tremendous. Uh, Taurus Jones, too. James Carpenter is a defensive tackle that was a walk-on that is probably one of the best players in the Sun Belt right now. Uh, not, just, not just defensive tackle, one of the best players. So I think they're stacked from, from top to bottom defensively, and I think that's going to help the quarterback. They've got their entire offensive line back. They've got a good running back room. They can run the ball and stop the run, play good defense. To, to stay in games until their quarterback can kind of kind of figure itself out. Phil, we're excited for VMI this season, and last year we had Coach on several times throughout the season, and also my favorite player was Stone Snyder, <laughs> right? So who's going to be the face of VMI this season, Phil? 
Yeah, you know, fortunately, VMI, you obviously you're always going to lose some people, but we do have 11 starters coming back. We're going to have a really strong defense. Uh, a guy named Evan Eller, he was actually third in the conference in tackles last year. Never got any publicity because Stone Snyder's flying around there setting records left and right. But Evan Eller's going to be a guy that's really going to put up some numbers. And, of course, being we we're talking about in-state guys, Virginia – Virginia Military Institute gets a lot of Richmond area guys. Yeah. Alex Oliver's a cornerback from the Atlee area. We got Eric Rankin who played in Hanover, Hunter Robbins, some of those guys. So we pull a lot of Richmond area guys, but a non-local guy, Evan Eller, he's, he's from Roanoke. He's going to lead the way defensively. So one thing I want to ask each of you guys, Phil, I'll start with you. What's the one thing you're most excited about this season? I, I think obviously for us, um, it's just a, a revamped energy with Coach Rocco coming in. And I think there's a belief. I think the guys, like I mentioned earlier, seeing what he did at Richmond, the success he had at Delaware, and the quick success. You know, if you're a senior, you're looking back at a season, maybe that wasn't the greatest. You might think, oh, it's going to be a couple years before we can do anything. But I think for those players and all of us around the program, to know that he can have a year one impact, there's a lot of belief. So I think the, the renewed energy is what we're excited for. Dave, I'm excited to see early in the season, JMU goes on the road at UVA in week two. That's going to be a monster game. It'll be the first time in 50 years they've played. So finally they get together and play. They'll play in Charlottesville in week two. Then they go to Utah. They go to Troy. Then they go to Utah State. They host South Alabama. So it's a four-game stretch that is probably unlike any they had a year ago. So they had kind of an easy schedule last year to help in their first year in the transition. Um, this schedule is much more difficult. They can have a better team that may not have as, better, as good a record as they did a year ago. So that stretch early in the year, especially the game at UVA, will be fun, exciting early in the season. Well, Dave, if the Dukes beat UVA, Frank said I can't book you on the show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be glad to not come on your show if they win that game. <laughs> Frank, you going to defend the Who's? You know, I'm a nice guy. You, you know me by listening to my show. I'm not going to rip anybody. But we got to win this game. All right? Let's just call it what it is. All right. Looking forward to this season. I'm curious to see if Virginia can build the type of offense that Tony Elliott and Des Kitchens had in mind when they got to Virginia. It's going to be interesting to see if they can. They've got lots of running backs. They've got some terrific receivers. they got two or three receivers that are 6'4". I could throw the ball to those guys. Um, the question is, can the offensive line do its job, make some holes, protect the quarterback? I think Tony Musket's better than people realize, and if the line can do their job, I think Virginia could come out with maybe five, six, seven wins, but they got to have better blocking. The one thing I'm most excited for this college football season is the amount of in-state games we have. I mean, you mentioned UVA, JMU. UVA uh, against uh, William & Mary as well. That's going to be a big one. We start the season, Virginia Tech hosting ODU. We know that last season, I mean, that was a wild game in which ODU was victorious, so that's going to be fun. And speaking of Virginia Tech, I'm excited for them to fly around the field defensively this season. That's what Coach Pry was brought in to do, was to make sure that this defense gets back to the level it was in the 90s and 2000s, and special teams as well. So I I've heard reports in practice they're hitting hard. Defensively, they should take it to the next level this season. I want to add, add one thing there. Let's face it. You could talk defense all day long. Until, v, <laughs> until VPI builds that running game back the way they used to have it with Ken Oxendine and running backs like that. I know, you're just kissing up to Ken Oxendine. No, no, he's one of the best people I know. He's a great guy. 
Well, we really appreciate you guys coming out. Thanks so much. Dave, where can people check you out and, of course, get in touch with you and all that good stuff? Well, you can look at me on Twitter, Dave Rigger, at Twitter there. Um, you can listen to our games, wsvaonline.com, the JMU Radio Network. They're on uh, the RC Network app, so you can listen to all the games there. And you do football and basketball as well? Football, men's basketball, some baseball and softball. So, yep. Thanks for coming out. Phil Marcello. Where can they get in touch with you and listen to VMI games and all that good stuff? Uh, VMI, keydets.com is the place to find all your VMI information. Uh, Phil Marcello, the people that really know, the philosophers out there as well. Shout out to James <laughs> Snow. Um, but yeah, yeah, so that's where you can find us. VMI, keydets.com, the source for everything. Adam, I appreciate you having me on. I'm going to go get one of your bombs. Absolutely. And, of course, Frank is the host of Who's Talking alongside Jim Hobgood. You can hear them Mondays on 910 The Fan. So when do you guys get back on the air this season? Believe it or not, it's right around the corner, August the 28th. It's, it's coming right up. I mean, it's, it's virtually right on top of us. All right, we move on from college. Time to talk some NFL, the National Football League here on AWOD Radio. Every training camp battle, every quarterback competition, the hit stories in the NFL, NFL hits on AWOD Radio. Fourth down. Hey, Ken, listen to this. They are on fourth down, converting. They need to get to the end zone. Oxendine dives for the touchdown. How about that? Taking you Ken back Oxendine. 17 years. Ken Oxendine, Ken Oxendine. Can jump 35 and a half inches. Right there's an example of why you want a guy that has spring in his legs. And look at Frank Beamer. So we want to welcome to the stage our special guest, Ken Oxendine. Local guy from Chester, Virginia. Went to Virginia Tech. Played in the NFL for the Atlanta Falcons. And in the XFL... Back yeah. when it was awesome. Yep, yep. Did First, you play against He Hate Me? I did. Yeah, we did. We <laughs> did. Wasn't that the coolest name oh, ever? It was, it was crazy. It Man. was super crazy. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. You know, I had had two soccer games this morning. My um, my oldest, she, had, she plays for the Strikers. They they came out with two W's today. So that was good. Well, I'd love to hear that. So. Awesome Virginia Tech crowd here today. Oh, man. How many, how many people ask for your autograph? <laughs> I've yet to have any, you know? I've yet to have any. Now, I've had a lot of great talks. Of, like, we had the gentleman that was up earlier, all of them. It, it's crazy how time flies. And, you know, I was, when they was talking about Lauren John, Highland, Highland Springs, I had talked to um, Lauren Johnson when he was trying to find out whether the Dinwiddie job or the Highland Springs job. And both of those organizations got the, the right people and right guys. So, Ken, I wanted to get your take on a big topic that's going on in the NFL right now, and that is nobody cares about the running backs anymore. No. Personally, I do. Yeah. In my fantasy football team, I'm still going to draft a <laughs> exactly. running back. Yes. But they are the most underrated position with the way that they're paid now yes. in the NFL, with the number one highest paid running back being the rookie, B. Yep. John Robinson. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? It's crazy because when you look at the running back, they are the third most Touch, they get the third most touches of anybody. Yeah. And so even when a wide receiver has a record-breaking catching day, the running back still is going to touch the ball more. So when you're putting that much attention or lack thereof, that individual, you know, it, it, it's heartbreaking, especially when you've seen over the course of the years that, um, that the running backs that's coming through. And then when you have a special running back, that changes the game. Now, you look at 
Terrell Davis. You know, he was a 2,000-yard rusher in that system. A lot of other running backs got close to what he had done, but number had surpassed it. Right, so what do we do? I mean, what would be your advice? I had a funny take on my show where I said, if I had kids right now, and if you listen to my show, you know I'm not even close to having kids. But if I had kids right now, I would tell them, if you want to play running back, you got to learn how to catch the ball out of the backfield. That's the only way to last in the NFL right now in that position. You definitely do. You look at all the top running backs right now who's doing well and who they're paying, and it's those guys like the Christian McCaffrey's, uh, 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 Deuce, you know, all those guys who are playing and catching ball out of the backfield and also getting to slot. You look at Chris Tyree, he's going to be that guy as well. They moved him to slot this past year at Notre Dame and, you know, a local guy as well. But it's going to be interesting moving forward how they continue to compensate these running backs and then whether or not they give them uh, those first deals and then that's it and they go from there. So I want to go back to your days here playing high school football in Richmond. I mean, what are some of the biggest memories that stand out? Oh, man. You know, it's so many. Obviously, the Bird-Dale rivalry, the Highland Springs, um, you know, game, uh, playing against them, uh, playing against Thomas Haskins. Obviously, uh, being able to go and participate, uh, went really being 34-4 and four in my tenure in high school. So those stand out. And just the memories of your high school football and what, you know, those guys meant to you and just and being able to, A, be a local great in this area and be to come back but also be supportive as well yeah no we love that and we appreciate you stopping by so we mentioned it we're going to do this live radio show like we do on air 833-804-0910 please call me during the week if you're listening 833-804-0910 so we've got a question here what's your name and where are you from Lisa Baylor and I live in the West End here in Richmond go Hokies this is a kind of an old school Hokie question I want to know how it was to play under Coach Frank Beamer while you were there? Oh, that's a great question. It's an awesome question. Co- uh, Frank, Coach, Brent, Coach Beamer was a player's coach. You know, he's a guy who, you know, he's going to make sure that you're doing the right thing. Uh, he's going to give you some opportunities to, to mess up a little bit, but then he's going to rein you in. Yeah. And then in that same breath, you know, he's going to also teach you how to give you the things to be a man and understand what that road looks like. And but then also, if, if if you're doing what you're supposed to do and you're doing things necessary uh, in the classroom and also on the field, he's going to love you even more. Great question. I have a follow up to that. How was Shane part of the program back then? Shane he, Beamer. He was. Uh, we were good friends uh, in not only in, you know, at, in college, we'd hang out, do stuff. And then when he went into um, when he ended up going to become a GA, went to some of his games at Tennessee, at Mississippi State. And just really followed his career, and we still getting keeping contact from time to time. And I'm really, really proud of where he is now, building his own name, and really just growing on, um, growing in himself. I know we have a few Gamecock fans oh, here. Is. One of them back there. So, do you find yourself watching South Carolina games to check in on Shane? I do. You know, it, whenever you have any of your buddies somewhere, especially someone who, because he had gotten into coaching, you know, right out of right out of um, college and watching his career grow and seeing where he is and then I went to his wedding and seeing him not only grow as a coach but also as a as a father as well so but I do I like every time I get a chance to watch him um, play I'm just like oh man you know and watch him just get fired up too because he really he's he got a different he has that same fire that coach that his dad has yeah but his is a little different 
So I asked the guys earlier, what's the most, what are you most excited about this football season? Uh, just uh, on the high school level, seeing, you know, these three top teams that we have in the area really continue to grow. And Virginia football, everyone always says that what Virginia football does, every time you talk to another state guy, someone from Florida, Texas, or California, Virginia doesn't have football. Well, you tell that to all the, 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 the guys that's in all the programs and on the national level and how they, how they feel. But then also the college, how it's going to unfold and unfold. You look at these teams going into these new divisions, how, does, you know, the, F, how the FES is going to go. I have a nephew that's playing up in New Hampshire. Seeing the FCS continues to grow. You see these teams I call the Sun Belt, yeah. the old national championship team uh, uh, division of uh, FCS. But then also you look at um, the NFL. You know, I'm a, I'm a Jets fan growing <laughs> up, so looking to see how that, that pans out. But then also just, just all the other, you know, everything else that goes on with the NFL is so much parity in it each week any team can win and just everything that goes on and these new guys these new contracts and just what they look like and how they're going to pan out so I'm just I'm, I'm excited for all of it everybody make some noise one more time for former NFL player Ken Oxendine you got a question buddy what's your name where are you from uh, John Tilly from uh, Richmond uh, NC State but a uh, Raiders fan, wondering how you think uh, Jimmy G is going to do it with the Raiders this year. Oh, I can answer that. Jimmy G is not going to do very good at all. <laughs> well, you know, what's so crazy, with I really th I think it's going to be interesting because now you got a guy that's in, um, in a system that he knows and that they wanted to get – I feel like Tom Brady was trying to get rid of him. <laughs> and so now – it's going to be very interesting because he did well on, within the New England system, and I think um, they have the tools to be able to do well. Um, I just don't know if he can stay healthy. And, yeah, I mean, that's, and that's the, the yeah. biggest question right there. And then, you know, for the Vegas Raiders, they've got to figure out the running back situation, yeah. right? Can they get him uh, back in the locker room? Can they make Devontae Adams happy, or do they have to move on from him as well? Um, that's a tough division. That yeah. is a very tough division there. So... Appreciate the question, man. Hopefully Vegas can win. Uh, what did I, Zach, what did I predict? Seven wins for Vegas? It wasn't eight. It wasn't, it definitely wasn't eight. <laughs> well, Ken, we appreciate you stopping right, by. No Hang on for a minute here because we're going to do our special kickoff right. in a second. So, of course, I wanted to end the show by doing my football season preview for the Washington Commanders. Or should I say the Redskins. Let's make some noise for the local team. Let's go. Come on. So if you listen to the show, you know I was a season ticket holder for 15 years, going to games with my dad, who's somewhere in the building. He's probably had too many AWOD bombs by now. What's up, Dad? And so we went to Skins games week after week after week, and I became a diehard fan. And I never thought that the day would come where we say goodbye to Dan Snyder. And we actually did that. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Witch old witch, the witch is dead. So how about it? We've got a new owner with Josh Harris. And because of that, there's a lot of energy and excitement in the organization. Now, defensively, that's where this team should be elite this season. When you look along the front line there defensively, it's first round pick, first round pick, first round pick, first round pick. Montez Sweat, Chase Young. Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, a bunch of Alabama boys there. Secondary, they draft Emmanuel Forbes, and you have to hope, hey, that'll be the solution there at cornerback. On the outside, they still have Kendall Fuller, who went to Virginia Tech. 
still in the league, yeah. right? And he'll yeah. play slot corner, I think, with Benjamin St. Juice on the outside. But the real question for the commanders this season is going to be, we go as if Sam Howell goes. Is Sam Howell going to be able to shine as quarterback one? He was named the starter on Friday. Typical Friday news dump from Washington. They announced Sam Howell will be the starting quarterback this season. Week one against the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals are going to actually start former Redskins quarterback Colt McCoy. Yeah. As Kyler Murray's not back from injury, that should be an absolute dub. If that's not a win, you're going to hear me on Monday screaming, fire Ron Rivera, because that is what you got to do. Ron Rivera has to start the season hot. It, to me, it feels like that's been his biggest issue, part of the Rivera era, you know? He will start one and two, start one and three, and then eventually get going, and you know what? They end up 500. The one season with Ron Rivera that they made it into the playoffs, the team was seven and nine, and it was Taylor Heineke that played in a playoff game against Tom Brady. So if the commanders are going to be successful this season, it's going to be on the arm of Sam Howell. Now, you have to hope that offense coordinator Eric Bieniemy. I know you're familiar yeah. with Bieniemy. he could come in and scheme ways to get a rookie quarterback to just get rid of the ball. I mean, how important is it to just get rid of the ball and not take a sack? It's huge because of the fact that you don't have loss of yardage, and then you don't have that that turnover, those loss, those those hidden yardages that, that kill you at the end of the game. So getting a guy, especially a young guy, to understand those concepts, a either check down or throw it out of bounds. So the Commanders have their preseason game number two against Baltimore on Monday Night Football on ESPN. I don't know about you guys, but I do not like Baltimore. <laughs> I hate Baltimore. All right? Thank you, Pittsburgh fans. And so, <laughs> so the Ravens have a 24-game win streak in preseason. Nobody's ever heard preseason. They, can't take, they take it seriously in Baltimore, but I believe that streak's going to end on Monday night because Washington's going to get the win in preseason with Sam Howell playing the entire first half. You have Eric Bieniemy, who's so motivated and determined to be a head coach in the NFL that he's going to want to end the Baltimore streak, make some headlines, and he's going to be able to scheme away to get Jacoby Brissett into the end zone, Jake Fromm, the third-string quarterback as well. So I believe the Commanders are going to end the Ravens' preseason streak on Monday night, Ken. Oh, hey, that'd be beautiful. That, hey, you'll make a lot of people happy, too. Yeah. <laughs> so my season prediction for the Commanders this season, look, it really is going to be on the arm of Sam Howell. If Jacoby Brissett ends up playing this season, Washington's not going to win more than seven games. Nothing against Jacoby. I love him, but he's a great backup, which is why he's perfect for this situation. Carson Wentz was dying to get on the field. He didn't want to be a backup and help Taylor Heineke at all. Jacoby Brissett is going to be able to teach Sam Howell how to slide up in the pocket, how to read his progressions. So AWOD season prediction for the Washington Commanders. We're going 10-7 and seven and into the postseason. Let me hear you make some noise if you like that. All right, we appreciate everybody coming out. We're going to do another raffle right now. Giving away another pair of tickets to see Virginia Tech. It seems like we're giving away tickets. Everybody named John. Is there a John Kennedy in the building? Is that a real name? <laughs> John Kennedy, come on down right now, or we're going to pick another winner. John going once. John Kennedy. AWOD Radio. All right.
We're giving away two pair of tickets to see Virginia Tech to Allison Ta. Oh, come on down. You won two tickets to see Virginia Tech versus Syracuse on October 26th. Go see Purcell. So to, to fully kick off the football season, you know we invited a special guest, Ken Oxendine. Ken, appreciate you coming by, of course. We met you earlier, played in the NFL. Hold this football here. So the reason we brought in Ken is because when I interviewed him, he told me that he was actually the backup kicker in high school. And if there was an emergency situation, he would have been the kicker. So, hey, DJ, can you play some NFL music for me real quick here? All right, so everybody, if you go to an NFL game, you all know, right before the opening kickoff, you go, oh! All right, so I want everybody in the crowd to do that with me as we officially kick off the football season. Get on your feet and make some noise, come on! Can you see? We're gonna kick off. This is filled with candy. I see some kids ready to eat, all right? Here we go. Make some noise. Three, two, one. Yes. Thank you for coming out. Appreciate the support. You can check me out Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. Got an awesome band that's about to perform that 90s duo. That 90s duo, they'll be live here till 7 p.m. So we appreciate everybody for coming out. And make sure you try the pizza. The pizza's banging at River City Roll. It's all good here, all right? Thank you so much. That 90s duo is coming up next. A-Water Radio. I've always believed in spending an extra few bucks every time you buy toilet paper. I'm always using Charmin. I have too much respect for my personal buttocks. You gotta lay off the cheese, you're getting fat. Stop eating the pizza, man. I, I could be a Packers yeah, fan. Yeah, why aren't you I a Packers fan? I could fit right in. <laughs> <laughs> why is everything turning into pickleball in this country? I can't stand it. Adam Epstein. Stop. Boom. Every weekday. Okay. From noon to three on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. And now at 105.1 FM.